Hi, and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Matt Kawahara, and our guest today is outfield prospect Buddy Reed, who's opening some eyes in early Cactus League games. Reed was a 2016 second round pick by the Padres out of Florida, and the A's acquired him after the 2019 season for jerks and Profar. He was at their alternate site last summer, and he's in camp this spring as a non-roster invitee. After three spring games, he'd already hit two home runs and thrown out two runners on the bases. Reed joins us today to talk about how he shifted from hockey to baseball while at boarding school in Rhode Island, how last summer helped him find himself as a hitter, what he hopes to accomplish in camp this spring, and more. Buddy Reed, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, it's been quite the start for you in Cactus League games. Uh, Bob Melvin said the other day, you're basically averaging a highlight a game at this point. Um, how are you feeling just about the early part of camp? Oh, really good, man. You know, uh, can't really complain. Um, coming into camp, you know, I was just looking for an opportunity. And I've been given one so far, and I've tried to make the most of it by, uh, you know, working my butt off, um, learning from everybody here, taking bits and pieces from, from each coach, each player. Um, and, and using it to the best of my ability to, to in my work and, and then going from there and, and, and just doing, doing what I do and playing my best. You, uh, you spent last summer at the alternate site, um, and we talked to you a little bit about that before, but what, what would you say were, were your main takeaways from that? What did you get out of that experience? Um, you know, I sort of found myself. Um, I've been saying that a lot to people who ask me, but – you know, it's always been a constant battle for me, sort of finding who I am as a hitter and, you know, having so many different people in my ear and finally just, you know, believing in myself and not necessarily what other people think of how I should hit or how I should be. And even um, when it comes to uh, defense and things like that, you know, um, I really feel like I've found a, a really nice spot and home here in Oakland um, and the organization. They've treated me uh, really well and a lot of respect and um yeah, I, I learned so much from the guys at the alt site. Um, I'm not going to list names just so I don't leave anyone out, but each and every individual there helped me grow as a man on and off the field, and that's continued um, now and hopefully continues for the next couple of years. I guess uh, hitting-wise, first of all, when you say you found yourself, what, what were some of the things that maybe you had tried or, or been encouraged to do in the past um, that maybe weren't sort of what you felt comfortable doing or, or weren't uh, sort of what you thought was, was right? And, and what – did you embrace last summer while you were in San Jose? Oh, well, I've been working with a, with a guy for a couple of years, probably three or four years now, um, on my swing and just refining it and getting it to where I want. And over the alt site and, and now I think, uh, and I mean, even at times where I've been successful, you know, in 18, I, I think um, I've always had it, but it's, it's still been a, a battle, uphill battle of fighting people on, oh, yeah, it works for a couple of weeks and then it falls off. But rather than, you know, just let me go out and play and let me stick with something that I trust because at the end of the day, it's, it's not about other people's results. In reality, it's about mine um, and, and what I can do for the team. So I just feel like uh, the things that I worked on and been working on throughout, you know, the guy that I work with um, in Miami is just, you know, hitting, being on playing with the ball, not hitting the ball on the ground. You know, um, I'm six foot four. I'm not. And, and nothing to do with height, really. I don't think anybody in baseball should try to hit the ball on the ground, you know. It's more so a mistake, but, you know, the goal is to drive the ball in the gap. So, um, you know, I just refined my swing into making it more, like I said, on playing, um, being able to hit uh, each and every single pitch from the inside out and, and really trusting my swing, trusting him, trusting what I do, and then trusting the coaches um, like uh, Mac, the one guy that I hit with in, in 
giving him cues on what I need for him to see in my swing and then having that rapport and connection with someone where it's not just about me or him, it's about us collectively working together to find a common goal to be successful. And uh, here in Oakland, that's something that uh, I've seen and obviously clicked with and, and I'm super happy here and, and I continue to work and look forward to work uh, with all the, all the coaches. When did you uh, sort of adopt or start to buy into some of those changes? When you talk about, you know, there, there are hitters with, uh, with this kind of speed that you have and, and people say, hey, just put the ball in play and, and you yeah, can make things happen. And, and <laughs> it sounds like that's not, uh, that's not the approach you take. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. For all, by all means, there's so many different facets of the game. You know, guys are obviously very good bunters, but you can see how the game has changed from, I mean, very few people bunt. I still like to bunt. Um, very few people do certain things. Yeah, they may say the game is a bunch of, you know, homers and strikeouts. I'm not saying by any means, you know, just try to hit home runs. But what I'm saying is I think each and every guy, to a certain extent at the plate, is not saying, oh, yeah, let me hit a ground ball to second base or let me hit a ground ball to the shortstop and try to beat it out. We're big uh, – I'm sorry. They're big leaguers, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in the minors, like, you hit a ground ball to shortstop, for the most part, you're going to get thrown out. You hit a ball to ground, ground ball to second base, you're going to get thrown out. Um, I'm pretty – like, everybody that you ask could say that we're trying to drive the ball into the gaps. So I just feel like, um, in reality, like, there's, there's no – that whole concept of hitting the ball. And, yes, of course, you want to put it in play, and you're going to make a mistake and hit the ball on the ground. But in reality, you just want to hit it hard. There's, there's so many different styles, of, you know, the swing and, and all that. But all I want to do is keep my swing, hit the ball hard, do what I can for the team. And I guess when, when were you able to sort of just buy into that um, specifically? Was, it, was that something that uh, has come together in the past couple of years? Or is that just in, in the last year with the guy, uh, the guy that you're talking about working with and, and at the outset? Or, or is that something that's kind of evolved over time? No, I mean, I feel like it's always been there, to be quite honest with you. It's just a matter of, once again, certain people, certain, um, I, I don't know whether it's coaching staff or whoever, just certain people not letting players necessarily develop, you know, and, and give them the opportunity. Because um, I've, I've always had that mindset of, hey, man, I'm 6'4". I'm not looking to hit, beat the ball on the ground and try to run. I'm going to drive the ball into the gaps and get hit doubles. Yeah, I'm going to run into my home runs, but. I'm looking to drive the baseball, not play patty cake with the shortstop or second baseman. Like, and like I said before, like, I don't think that's anybody's goal because, shoot, I, I mean, I watched Mike Trout take BP today. I don't think he was hitting – he hit one ball on the ground. So, I'm going to do what that guy's doing. Defensively, uh, where have you sort of tried to, to um, make progress since, since maybe you joined the A's organization? Obviously, your, your defense is, is very well regarded. And we've already seen a couple of instances this spring where um, – you know, with showing off the arm, uh, I think the other day at Salt River Fields, there was a ball that was driven deep to center. You almost made that catch jumping up against the yeah. wall and it popped out of your glove. <laughs> and you look like you were kind of frustrated with that. Yeah, I was, I was upset, man. I mean, if it hits my glove, it should be caught. Um, I have dreams to one day be a, you know, gold glover or platinum, whatever, you know, whatever the highest is, to be honest. So, um yeah, anytime the ball hits my glove, I, I expect it to be caught. Um, even if I, you know, even if I hit the wall, even if I collide with someone. Um, so, yeah, to, to me, it's it's a little bit of like a letdown, you know, like you let your team down a little bit. But uh, it is spring training. I, I understand that too. And I'm going to go, I'm going to continue to go hard because that's uh, the type of player I am. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, you know, unfortunate. But I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm going to give my all. Has defense always been a, a point of pride for you? Um, 
I mean, so yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I've always been a defensive kind of guy um, when it comes to, you know, even when, I mean, yeah, all sports. I mean, hockey, I was a defender. Soccer, I was a defender. Um, but no, I feel like to a certain extent, people also put that on me just because of, I guess, what for, for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, I'm very good at it, but there's more to me than just my defense. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's more to other guys in the major leagues and in the minor leagues than just one thing. Um, I feel like sometimes we just certain times people put just labels on guys and in reality, like, yo, we're more than just what one person says. We're more than just what people say. Um, I do a hundred percent pride myself on my defense, but I pride myself on, you know, other things like being a good teammate, um, trying to help, trying to learn, you know, and important things like continuing to learn my Spanish, continue to practice Spanish. I pride myself on being a good person on and off the field. So yeah, I'm sorry to sidetrack, but yeah, for hundred percent, I pride myself on my defense, but definitely, other parts of baseball I pride myself on and, and in life. Absolutely. That's actually a good segue. You mentioned sort of the, the other sports that you played when you were younger. And um, I was going to ask you a little bit about your, your background and, and how you came to baseball, because um, from what I've seen and, and what I understand, you uh, hockey was sort of your main sport when you were a kid. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Hockey was uh, pretty much number one. I sucked at baseball, uh, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grew up playing hockey in New York, so I wanted to go to the NHL. So I, my parents pretty much did everything I could or did everything they could to get me that opportunity. I went to boarding school to play. Uh, fortunately enough, I got a scholarship to play uh, at St. George's in Rhode Island. And, um, yeah, baseball came late. Junior year was the year in a pretty quick summary of, like, my life. Junior year, I got better at baseball. I thought it was a challenge and then committed to Florida that summer. Um, yeah, so what it's pretty position- quick, but – I, I do. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, well, just what position did you play in hockey? And, and I guess when you were growing up, what was it about hockey that really resonated with you, do you think? Um, I played, so at St. George's, I played, I mean, pretty much all positions. I played left wing, center, right, and then I played both defensive positions. There's only two. Um, I guess, like I said, the transition really was um, just getting better at a sport and then sort of accepting a challenge you know I always thought baseball was a challenge uh, from the time I like you know always watched it I mean I was a pinch runner for most of my life like I said I could I could play defense a little bit but I wasn't really you know I was just sort of like just running around doing whatever but um I feel like after I sort of realized that I could be better at baseball than hockey maybe I was just like you know what in the long run, on top of, you know, injuries and whatever, I was just thinking at the time, baseball, for one, I could keep my teeth, maybe, <laughs> hopefully. And then, two, I just felt like, once again, it was a challenge. I could continue to develop my, uh, as a player. And, um, you know, I sort of, I mean, shoot, I, I look back at my life, I mean, it's crazy to think about how far I've come. But, you know, I only dream to go further. So, the work's not done yet. But, um, no, I mean... For sure, for sure. Uh, I like I like accepting challenges. We'll be back with more with Buddy Reed right after this. And remember, you can access all of our A's coverage and much more with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. That's sfchronicle.com slash pod. What was the boarding school experience like? And then, uh, I guess, how was the baseball 
um, team experience there compared to, to hockey where you started with? Uh, boarding school life was, shoot, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you go to boarding school because you're in trouble or whatever reason, but that's like a common misconception. It was a lot of fun, you know, uh, sort of creating a new home away from home. Um, I mean, being away from home since I was a sophomore in high school is definitely pretty interesting, you know, not obviously many people can say that, but it made me grow up for sure. Uh, and I still, I'm continuing to grow up, but the experiences I had there were obviously great, you know, meeting friends and making friends from all over the world was so cool being able to travel. Um, and then from the baseball side of things and hockey, I mean, I went there, like I said, to play hockey. So the hockey guys were obviously really cool. We all came from different backgrounds, guys from Canada, guys from um, all over the Northeast. And I don't know. I mean, it's like two different things. Hockey guys are, are obviously a little, I would say, just just different, not even rougher. They're just different than, you know, baseball guys. You got one locker room um, full of guys from, you know, all European countries and Canada and obviously the United States. And you have guys from Latin countries, Korea. So uh, there's really cool blends of cultures for sure uh, in both locker rooms. And I just think, I mean, obviously in both, for, uh, in both instances, I think just having that uh, camaraderie and, and like a team bond is always is always cool just because uh, these are like the guys you always go to sort of that war with or just go out and play with every day. Like you're, you're always tight with them. So no matter what, like I still keep in touch with those guys. Uh, it was really cool to, to meet them. Like I said, uh, we weren't the best, but we had fun, you know, it was high, it was high school sports. So sure. it was a good time. You, uh, I think you said you, you traveled a little, where, where did you travel to yeah. uh, during that time? Uh, while I was in boarding school, I traveled to China. I uh, went to Hong Kong, Shenzhen, Shanghai, Japan, and uh, Korea. What, and then, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You can you can ask. Go ahead. I was just saying, what what, uh, what did you get out of those experiences? Were those um, were those school related trips, or were those trips that you uh, that you wanted to take? Yeah, no, school related, and I wanted to take just because I didn't really, you know, I mean, going to boarding school was obviously different. And I didn't know if I could ever do something like this ever again or anything. So actually with my girlfriend at the time uh, in high school, she took a class that was going to China. I was like, shoot, I should join that class in order to go. So that's what I did. Um, and what was that experience like? Oh, no, it was awesome. You know, I mean, um, I mean, going to China at a what, 17 years old, not knowing, you know, not knowing much culture, you know, you know, the little things about it, you know, the Great Wall. Um, but once again, you open your mind and you expand your mind to new things, new, um, new cultures, new experiences. You just see how fortunate, uh, one, we are to live here, uh, too, but also see how other people um, live and see how, uh, to a certain extent, they may be a little bit more fortunate than us at times because we're so consumed by certain things here that we sometimes forget how to truly live. But... Um, I, I don't know. I just, it, it was really cool. Um, definitely learning about the, uh, the Chinese sort of that their religion and how they sort of uh, that Tai Chi style um, practice and everything about meditation and the breath. And that was really cool. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it. And I, I would definitely go back for sure. Are you a, are you a frequent traveler? Do you still do that sometimes in the Aussie? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what have been some of your oh, favorite trips? Uh, well, I went to, London this past year, um, twenty what 
19 to go see I went, I'm, I'm a big soccer fan so I went to see some Premier League matches um, hopefully when everything opens up me and my girlfriend can go to uh, Germany and Africa um, I've been to Italy I've been to like 20 countries I think uh, trying to get to obviously like over 100 when all this is said and done but uh yeah, man. I, I don't know. I just like getting out of the United States and seeing what it's like to live in other places and, and just experience um, what it's like sometimes also to not be able to speak uh, the language and them not to speak English. Yeah. Did you say you're uh, working on learning Spanish? No, I mean, I, uh, I would say I'm around like 50% fluent in Spanish. Um, okay. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. Who knows? Um, I can communicate pretty well. I, I minored in Spanish in um, – at the University of Florida. So yeah, I, I would say I understand it definitely way more than I can speak it, but I like to uh, definitely speak it and, and continue to learn uh, the language. Yeah. When you, uh, uh, I guess the, the transition from, from doing boarding school up in the Northeast to going to Florida, I would assume that was um, a pretty significant transition because you're probably going from a, a much smaller, um, you know, student body to, to a big school like that. and. Uh, different climates and everything like that. How did you how did you settle on on Florida and um, what was that? I guess how did that help you uh, progress? So honestly, I mean, yeah, boarding school was three hundred fifty kids, nine to twelve. So it was it was one of those types of deals. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the transition wasn't. I mean, I already felt like I was a man. You know, to a certain extent. Obviously, I wasn't at the time, but I thought I was. Um, I felt like. It was just like, you know, going to a boarding school with just more people. It honestly felt like I told some of my friends after, like, we were done. I was like, bro, this was like high school all over again, just how it was sort of set up. I mean, we were just with – we hung out with all the athletes all the time. Really, that's sort of the only people we sort of saw mostly. I mean, obviously, you have class of normal people. But, no, nah, I mean, it was around 500 athletes at Florida. And, like I said, we all sort of hung out, saw each other, went to parties together, just, you know – try to be all successful together and, and, and stuff like that. And yeah, the transition was pretty easy. Um, yeah. I mean, focus on making friends, schoolwork and, and sports, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, pretty much you, it. You were drafted uh, from St. George's. Is that right? And uh, like in one of the later rounds? Correct. Yeah. And uh, the 35th round. Did you consider um, going at all at that point? Oh, uh, no. I was okay. talking to the Rangers uh, in 2013. And at the time, like, yeah, obviously it sounded nice, but I just wasn't ready. So mm. being drafted um, out of Florida and going into the uh, to, to your first organization there, um, was that was that a significant transition? And, and how do you feel like maybe you have changed as a player? How, how would you describe yourself? as a player now compared to when you were coming out of college? Uh, well, I think in anybody's life, getting drafted is pretty significant. Um, even getting drafted late, I mean, it's pretty cool just to see your name on the board, just to see your name being picked over, you know, we're talking about millions and millions of, you know, kids and guys just were hoping to see their name. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that right there is just, it just shows to the work ethic that I have and all the other guys that have obviously made it to the major leagues have like, I mean, we work our butt off for that moment and just to get picked is an unbelievable experience. Mm -hmm. And then, so obviously get picked again. Um, it shows even, you know, once again, the, the work that all the guys put in, you know, I mean, it doesn't, 
it's not a surprise or a coincidence AJ got drafted where he got drafted or any of the guys really, uh, to be quite honest, you know, because, I mean, we all put in the work. Uh, I believe we all deserve it to a certain extent. Um, but I felt like it was – I was definitely more prepared to take on, I guess, that task of pro ball uh, as my coach made it seem. It was like it would have been impossible to, to make it through for some reason. But, no, I think I've um, definitely – conquered most of uh, what Pro Bowls had to offer me. Um, you know, you run into the good, the bad, the ugly, but it's it's on us as men to pretty much, you see the guys that are most successful, they make their transition super easy. They do what they need to do in order to be successful and, and they stay consistent. And so um, I may have learned that a little late, but I've, I've sort of um, understood that. Once again, ask questions, ask the right people, talk to the right people, surround yourself with the right people and the transition from even getting drafted to pro ball will definitely be easy. Um, it could have been easier for me, but I definitely learned that. And then obviously, hopefully when I get to the major leagues, that transition is the same. What was your just reaction when you were traded uh, to the A's or into the A's organization? Uh, it was, you know, I was actually really excited now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> just because AJ um, was uh working out and I called him and I knew obviously AJ being on the A's we would be on the same team again just like college days and then I've been living with AJ for the past what like four or five years now and he's like one of my best friends so um no it was really cool like he's like like I said one of my best friends the guy that I'll go to the grave with do anything for and so um it was just cool because on top of that like to see Hopefully one day, both of us on the same field in the major leagues, like me behind him. And uh, it just shows how much, once again, how much we care about, like, uh, we care about what we do. We care about our job and then, like, each other. You know what I'm saying? Because we push each other all the time. Uh, and we really work hard. Uh, couple, yeah, a couple, uh, couple of random questions. One, first, how did you, uh, how did you take up switch hitting? Uh, my mom, actually. So... Pretty much, I was. I don't even remember, honestly. I don't know. I should ask, but I was hitting the ball from one side. I got tired, and she just told me to flip around to the other. And that's <laughs> okay. pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much how uh, switching started for me. Do you know how old you were at that point? Yeah, I was definitely younger. I mean, my parents got me into sports pretty, uh, pretty early. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. To be honest, yeah. Like I said, I'd have to ask. Maybe like three, two or three. Whenever I could pick up a bat. Oh yeah. So it's been pretty – it's just kind of been a constant for you. That's just sort of what you do all throughout your life? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just not necessarily when I was coming up as good as I do now. But yeah. Do you have one side that you prefer to hit from, or do they both feel pretty natural? Nope, they're both natural. Okay. Uh, another question, how did uh, – your, uh, your first name – your full name is Michael Elliott. Is that right? Yeah. How did you get the nickname Buddy? Uh, that was, like, my first name when I was born. Um, over Michael and then I guess for whatever reason my mom gave in to my dad and they named me the second so oh okay yeah. so it's been with you for pretty much yeah. your whole life um, great well I think uh, you know last question really what um, what is it that you I guess really want to make sure that you accomplish um, this spring you, you know you're being in camp um, as you know, a non-roster guy, coming off a, a weird year where there were no games and you, you spent it at the alternate site. And obviously yeah. you started off on a, on a really good foot here this spring. Um, 
but you know what over the next few weeks uh as games play out and everything what what is it that you're hoping to accomplish um i mean to be quite honest is to make the team um just like the rest of the guys i mean you could ask anybody um in the locker room shoot we're, regardless of if you're at a big league camp you have a chance to make the team um even if you're in a mini camp situation, you have a chance. Like, anybody has a chance to make the team, I think. Um, and like I said, uh, like everybody knows, uh, uh, we all are working our ass off. Uh, pardon my French. We all work hard to, to get to this point. We've all give, been given an opportunity. And now it's, it's pretty much there for the taking for, um, I guess, whoever. Um, I guess the GM and the ownership group to uh, make the decision. But, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm looking to accomplish – making the team, uh, continuing to work my butt off and to continue to develop and make adjustments as the game adjusts to me. Um, and just to understand, even if I don't make the team, that I've accomplished a lot in my life and I'll continue to accomplish a lot and to never just give up, you know. Um, I'll accomplish a lot as I continue uh, in my life. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Make the team and, and just move forward. All right, great. Well, looking forward to seeing how uh, how it plays out over the next few weeks. Thank you so much uh, for joining yeah, us on this, and appreciate you taking out the time, Buddy Reed. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thanks again to Buddy Reed for joining us here on A's Plus. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back soon with more on A's Plus. Thanks for listening.